0: You'll remember we're doing a little series in the evening and we're doing the commandments, 10 down to number 1. And um, uh, this evening we're on, uh, Thou Shalt Not Steal. i just like to point that out to those of you who nick chocolates before the service starts, actually, uh, uh, as we get going here, rather than waiting for when they're handed around, other people. Thou Shalt Not Steal. God demands, asks, 100% honesty, 100% of the time. And that's probably not always easy to do. I wonder how honest you are. Perhaps you feel you can handle 70% honesty 85% of the time, or 90% honesty 65% of the time. I think it's it's a, a challenge to all of us I want to bring out a few areas tonight because you might think well I'm honest I, I I'm I, you know I don't count in that I I obey that commandment fully that's one of the easy ones so we can do that one but, but God doesn't ask just for our good effort or our partial honesty or our better than most of the people most of the time. He asks for total honesty. Three reasons for this commandment I think that he gives us. I I think he gives us some big overall commandments. Uh, Put God first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Uh, Honor him before other gods. There's some big picture commandments there that, that talk about our spiritual lives, but then there are these other specific commandments that talk to us as individuals. And I think they're put in there in God's Big Ten because... They're what makes society work. Uh, We need this commandment because it will help us keep our bearings. Why do we need it? It provides stability in our society. It teaches respect for other people's property, promotes honesty, hard work in our lives. It may be fairly stated that without this commandment no society could function unless there's a general agreement to respect one another's property. Unless there's a generally accepted agreement against stealing, no society could exist for long. If you feel free to claim that what mine is what's mine is yours, and if I feel free to claim what's yours is mine uh, we will no longer live in peace, for we will be taking off one another all the time, and that becomes a place of tension in any society. We'll be eyeing each other's, be eyeing each other with suspicion, and waiting for our chance to steal from, from one another. No family, no city, no country, no race can survive long where the eighth commandment is not widely respected. And yet, stealing is very much in evidence. Today, every day, uh, read any newspaper and you'll read about it. You'll read of car theft, armed robbery, mugging, shoplifting, insurance fraud, all sorts of things. Just this week, MP Dennis McShane was caught having submitted 19 false invoices to make about £8,000 in his life. He's lost his reputation. He's lost his job. I was listening on the radio as there was a report about him. Uh, in the last year, he's lost his, he lost his daughter in an accident. He's lost his wife through divorce. He lost his first wife who died uh, 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 of a disease of some sort, cancer of some sort. Now he's lost his job and he's lost his reputation in a very public way. He's lost everything. He's lost everything, and he lost it because he tried to make a few pounds by fiddling his expenses. I, as as I listened to it on Radio 4 this week, I thought, how sad that is. That man has lost absolutely everything. Maybe we've forgotten the Eighth Commandment, which is why we have to lock our doors at night. That's why uh, we're installing a new security system in church here, because it was broken into. And... Um, uh, 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 we have a little um, uh, uh, cottage in Cornwall and um, it's in a little village and uh, the village has never had a burglary in fact when we go we lock the car but if you walk through the village you could open every other car because none of them are locked you can open every door because none of them are locked We're the only ones. We lock everything up. It's like we're the Londoners, you know. We come from London, we lock it up. We put an alarm on before we go to bed. You know, we don't actually put an alarm on. We haven't got one down there. But but everything else. I got there. I got there. um, I I drove down last Sunday evening after the Sunday evening service. And I got there and uh, did a few things. And then the next morning came down, went outside, and then we got a a back door uh, out into the garden. And... um, I went to unlock it and I noticed it was open. It was just open. It had been open. I don't know when the last person was there, probably about six weeks beforehand, but it had been open for six weeks. But no one would walk in. It's a community where theft doesn't happen. Everybody watches out for everybody else. But that is not true across most of the UK. Did you know that shoplifters, this is a report from the 10th of October, October, Um, uh, on the BBC website, shoplifters cost UK stores £4.4 billion uh, last year. Uh, More than a third of thefts were carried out by the shop staff. That's extraordinary, isn't it? You employ the staff and then they nick the stuff. Uh, The total cost was 5.8% lower than last year. But thefts add about £180 to every person's household bill a year as we cover the costs of those thefts. The survey found that an average of £12,054,794 worth of goods were stolen every day in the UK from our shops. £12 million worth every day. 4.4 billion in a year. That's why we see stuff locked up. That's why there's TV cameras covering every part of every store. That's why there's bars on doors and windows and motion detectors. That's why hotels bolt down TVs and radios. And I noticed when we were staying in a hotel recently, even the pictures were screwed to the wall with four screws. You think, that doesn't look very nice, does it? But they just don't want them nicked again. Obviously, someone has nicked them in the past, and therefore they screw them to the wall. Our tendency, though, is to hear of that stuff and think, well, that doesn't include me, because I'm not a thief. I, 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 I would obey that commandment thou shalt not steal I, I don't steal I'm not in the business of stealing so I thought about this this week and thought well what what does this mean to me do I steal in any way and as I thought about this I thought well I don't know I don't know but here's, here's my thinking that there are certain areas in which we can steal without necessarily realising we're stealing first one is this. What about the person who steals your time? Time is the most precious commodity in the world. It is the one truly non-renewable resource. Once it's gone, it can never be reclaimed, recycled or repeated. Time flies. We we'll never use it wisely, whether we use it wisely or whether we waste it. Time stops for no one. It slows down for no one. It passes constantly. And at some point, when enough time has passed, we too will be gone. Time marches on. Who are the time thieves? These are the time thieves. The people who show up late for appointments. People who come late for work. The people who take extra long lunch breaks. Or leave early for lunch. Or leave early to go home. Or watch the clock instead of doing the job. They're the ones who steal time, actually. People can steal time off their employers. They can steal time off their friends. They can steal time off people who are waiting to see them. There's a, a, a motto, I think, of today that says this. In fact, a good Christian friend of mine, I won't tell you who he is, said this to me very recently. He said, the idea, Mark, is to do less and get paid more. Well, that's interesting. Do less and get paid more. Uh, I I, don't, I find the opposite: do more and get paid less. That's reality. But 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 that is the thinking, isn't it? Do do less, get paid more, and that actually is part of our thinking today. Stealing time is a crime. I wonder if you're somebody who's ever stolen anybody's time. Uh, maybe may, maybe you even perhaps turn up late on purpose. You know, well, we said we'd be there at 8, but let's get there at 8.30 anyway. We said we'd meet at 7, but let's turn up at. You know, we can we can take somebody's time in that way. Second way I thought about stealing is the, the person who talks about other people. Here's the thief who steals character. He or she is someone who steals the good name of somebody else. Have you heard? You know that person? Have you heard about did you see? Did you know? And and there's a half truth that comes out. There's there's something that can steal someone's character. He said he was sick, but I bet he was just off playing golf. Those those um, uh, Johnson kids—they're the worst children in church. I think the middle end middle one will end up in jail or in Parliament or both all works out much the same on and on it goes we, we we steal we can steal someone's character in politics every day we read about it people speaking badly of others they carefully twist the facts slightly distorting the truth until a negative image is drawn and we say we don't like it politicians do it all the time but they wouldn't keep doing it if it didn't work but it does work uh, and we listen to it uh, all the time. When you gossip about somebody else, you're stealing their good name. We're guilty of robbery. Shakespeare said in, uh, said it well in these famous verses from Othello. He says this, Who steals my purse steals trash. Tis, tis something nothing. T'was mine, tis his and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which enriches him not, but makes me poor indeed. When we steal someone's good name, it doesn't do us any favors, but it robs somebody else of something really significant in their life. Then there's the the, the person who uh, is careless and therefore steals. The careless person. The person who borrows and doesn't return. Now, I'm aware when I say this, I know, I know I've got a book on my bookshelf that belongs to somebody else that I've never given back to her. I know I've got it there. It bothers me again and again and again. She, do you know I've had that book for about thirty-five years, and it really bothers me. And it's called Bishop's Move, and it belongs to Margaret Knight, not me. And every time I see it, I think that's Margaret's. So I really must give that back. If I, if I send it back to her now, she'd say, "What are you doing?" I mean, it, you know, it's so I've had it for so long, but it still bothers me. Every time I see it, I think that's not my book. That's not. My, but but we have this. So I'm owning. It. I'm a thief. I've got Margaret's book. She's probably forgotten I've got it. In fact, her memory is probably not so good anymore. So she probably wouldn't even remember she ever had it. But 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 that's the thing. We we the careless person is this person who doesn't return uh, what uh, they steal, what they borrow. The person who who doesn't bother with uh, details. The person who who's the one who doesn't pay back what they borrow. Who borrows and doesn't return. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely. Uh, I, I so worry about this. When I, when I, if I haven't got any money and I borrow any, or or I owe somebody something, or I've said I'll pay for something, and I, sometimes I'll take a, a book off the bookshelf and I'll say I'll say to uh, my PA, I'll say, remind me I owe the money, because I know I'll forget, I'll forget, and then at some point I'll look at it and think, hmm, did I pay for that or not? And I'm not sure. And then you're, you know. It's the careless But Anybody else like that? Is anybody else like that at all? Or is that just me? Yeah? That We can steal that way, can't we? We don't even mean to, but we can. There's the careless way in which we can live our lives. Now, you might think, well, none of that belongs to me. Well, I, I, I wonder, just if, if you asked your closest friend, am I ever like this? Do I ever gossip about anybody? Do I ever turn up late? Am I irritating in the way that I that, you know, don't do things on time? I, I promise to do them and then I don't. Um, am I someone who borrows things and doesn't return? I, want, I wonder what response you would get. I wonder whether the Eighth Commandment would apply to you. As I've been disturbed by it this week, as I've uh, thought about it. As I thought at the beginning of week, I thought, Oh, thou shalt not steal. I can speak on that because that's easy. And then I started thinking about it, thought, oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe I do steal. Maybe I turn up late when I shouldn't. Maybe I am careless when I shouldn't be. Maybe I say something about somebody else that I shouldn't say, and I rob somebody else of something precious in their character. What if you asked your friends, I wonder what they might say about you? Maybe you'd be surprised at the answers you get. And just finally, finally, there's, of course, um, a passage in Scripture that talks about the fact that we rob God as well. Uh, Because he asks, Malachi talks about this, and and they ask this question. Um, But you ask, how can we return when we've never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me, he says. But you ask, well, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? He says, well, you cheated me of the tithes and the offerings due to me. You're under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do so, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you, and I'll pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it, he says. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. And your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Are we stealing from God? God says, bring in the offerings into the storehouse. Now, I didn't plan this necessarily to be uh, written today when we're doing a gift day so please do not hear me in any way, shape or form trying to manipulate or put pressure on anybody to give in any significant way that is up to you between you and God please don't hear that in the light of today's gift day please don't hear that I'm absolutely not speaking on that but what I am saying is what about our regular giving to God what about our lives what about what we do all the time how how we live our lives. I, I, I take the tithe, the 10%, really seriously, not just of my finances, our finances, Lindsay and myself. Uh, it's the tithes and the offerings. There's over and above that. We take that absolutely seriously. But but, but I, I think that, that also applies to our our time, that we tithe our time that we give to others and we're able to serve others in some way shape and form with our lives it's about giving uh, that we we tithe our talents we use the skills that God has given us in, in any way in which we can we would tithe those as also to ensure that we're using the skills that we've got to enable others to receive blessing in life it's not just about our finances but it's about tithing everything that we have the Lord says bring it all in bring it all in and and our testimony would be that as as we've Uh, lived that for all our married lives and before that, uh, we have known uh, God's grace on a daily basis. Bread for today, he promises, and we've always had bread for today. We've always had food on the table, carpet under our feet, and a roof over our head. There's always been bread for today. We know the faithfulness of God, and it's a promise that he gives in Scripture, and we've lived uh, that promise out. But actually, he challenges us here. People say, you know, how do we rob God? And he says, well, God says, well, this is how people do it. They don't bring in the the tithes and offerings that it says in Scripture. Now, is there a way out of this stealing trap? Is there a way out of of what um, uh, uh, this, that people can get them caught caught up in? And the answer, of course, is yes. And Ephesians 4. Verse 28 says this, He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something something useful with his hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Three things, honesty, industry, and giving. He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Live an honest life, that's what he's saying. Uh, do something useful with his hands industry we must make sure we're working to do something useful for others and then giving that he may have something to share that we ensure that that, that we, when it comes in we're giving out to those around us and, and actually what, what changes is when we stop being getters when we stop thinking about what we can get for ourselves and we start turning that on its head and thinking about what we can give to others our whole lives change the experience of those who went to Kenya will be that in going, they were able to give in some way. I bet, I haven't tested this, but I bet with every single one of them, they'll say, I receive far more than I gave. I've come back richer from that, far more than I was able to give. And yet those there would have said, we receive so much by you coming. But the truth is, in giving, we do receive. And I think that at the heart of stealing, at the heart of this commandment is a lack of faith, a lack of faith in God. We we think that we need to take, we need to do a little bit because we need to help God uh, take care of us. We think, well, I'll do my little bit because deep inside we think, well, God might need a little help in my particular situation. The eighth commandment, thou shalt not steal. I wonder if that applies to you. Maybe not. Maybe you think, well, Mark, I never say anything against anybody in my life. Maybe you think, well, I'm always on time, I don't steal time off people. Maybe you think, well, I'm 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 always careful with everything I have, and you may have a book on your bookshelf, but I've got none on mine. Maybe you don't steal in any way, but it's a real challenge when you Drill down into this. And the Lord says, I want 100% honesty 100% of the time. I want you to live your life in a way that brings blessing to God. Thou shalt not steal. I think it is a challenge to each and every one of us.